Hello, and welcome to PrimeMed's News and Updates podcast. This series is intended to provide clinicians with the latest updates in primary care. Topics covered on today's episode include Alzheimer patients initiating antipsychotic medication, testosterone and venous thromboembolism, and cardio risk factors and cancer risk. More hospital days seen with antipsychotic use in Alzheimer's disease. Alzheimer's disease patients who initiate treatment with antipsychotic medications spend more days hospitalized than those who do not initiate antipsychotics, according to a study recently published in the Journal of Post-Acute and Long-Term Care Medicine. Maranya Kaponen of the Kupio Research Center of Geriatric Care at the University of Eastern Finland and colleagues used a nationwide exposure-matched cohort to identify 70,718 Finnish patients diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease between 2005 and 2011. Patients who were started on antipsychotic medication were followed for two years. The researchers found that patients who were started on antipsychotics accumulated 53% more hospital days than patients not using antipsychotics, an average of 52.5 days for antipsychotic initiators and 34.7 days for Alzheimer's disease patients not being treated with antipsychotics. Compared with patients not on antipsychotic medications, Patients in the antipsychotic treatment group were hospitalized under the diagnosis codes of several different conditions, including dementia, mental and behavioral disorders, circulatory system, respiratory or genital urinary diseases, and certain infectious and parasitic diseases. Antipsychotic initiators accumulated more hospital days than non-initiators, especially within the first six months after initiation. This may indicate adverse events or difficulties in treating the most severe behavioral and psychological symptoms of dementia and health problems triggering them, the authors write. After initiating antipsychotics, careful and regular monitoring is needed to assess response and decrease the risk of adverse effects and events. Several authors disclose financial ties to Eli Lilly, Jansen Selag, Lundbeck, and Atsuka. Testosterone therapy tied to increase in short-term VTE risk. For men with and without hypogonadism, testosterone therapy is associated with an increased short-term risk for venous thromboembolism, according to a study published online November 11th in JAMA Internal Medicine. Rob F. Walker of the School of Public Health at the University of Minnesota in Minneapolis and colleagues conducted a case crossover study involving data on 39,622 men to examine whether short-term testosterone therapy exposure is associated with venous thromboembolism risk. 
men with venous thromboembolism cases who were free from cancer at baseline and had 12 months of enrollment before the venous thromboembolism event were identified. The patients were matched with themselves in the control period. Case periods of six, three, and one month before the venous thromboembolism event were defined and matched with equivalent control periods before the case period. Of the men enrolled in the study, 7.8% had evidence of hypogonadism. The researchers found that in all case periods, testosterone therapy use correlated with an elevated risk for venous thromboembolism among men with and without hypogonadism, odds ratios 2.32 and 2.02 respectively. In the three-month case period, the point estimate for testosterone therapy and VTE risk was higher for men aged younger than 65 years than for older men among those without hypogonadism, although the interaction was not significant. These data, combined with prior data, suggested that future clinical trials of testosterone therapy, regardless of the indication, should capture venous thromboembolism events as part of safety endpoints, the authors write. AHA, cardiovascular risk factors tied to increased cancer risk. Cardiovascular risk factors and cardiovascular disease are associated with an increased risk for developing cancer, according to a study presented at the annual meeting of the American Heart Association held from November 16th to 18th in Philadelphia. Emily Lau from Massachusetts General Hospital in Boston and colleagues examined the correlation of traditional cardiovascular risk factors, biomarkers, and cardiovascular disease with development of future cancer among Framingham Heart Study participants free of cardiovascular disease and cancer at baseline. The researchers identified 1,670 incident cancer cases among 12,712 participants during a median follow-up of 14.6 years. There were independent associations for cardiovascular risk factors, including age, sex, hypertension, and smoking status with cancer. The estimated 10-year atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk also predicted future cancer with significantly increased noted risk for high atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk versus low atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease risk individuals, hazard ratio 3.53. Brain natriuretic peptide was associated with incident cancer. Turtle 3 versus 1, hazard ratio 1.62, but no correlation was seen for high-sensitivity troponin I. The risk for subsequent cancer was increased significantly with development of interim cardiovascular events, 
interim cardiovascular disease, hazard ratio 7.80, heart failure, hazard ratio 5.73, myocardial infarction, hazard ratio 8.53, atrial fibrillation, hazard ratio 6.89. We as physicians should be aggressive in trying to reduce cardiovascular risk factors, not only to prevent heart disease, but also to consider cancer risk at the same time. Lau said in a statement. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your hosts have been PrimeMed Digital's Lee Tatro and Kevin Foley. News content provided by Health Day. All rights reserved. See you next time.